You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Coming off of a thing uh, that I got from the kids. Oh, great! Oh, yeah. No, I, I need the Lysol. No, I'm, I'm all right, but it's just that I still like it's in my throat and my voice, so it's already there's very little there. Yeah. Then I had a voice session today. Uh-oh. Um, and it's the new show that I was telling you. Yeah. About, uh, it invaded. I hope you weren't uh, doing like a, a little girl. I was no. Or a tiny boy. No, thank God I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I had to do probably about forty pages of dialogue today. <laughs> it was a lot. This wow. was a big episode. Hey, congrats, wow. man! Thank you very Can much. Can you talk about it? Or? I, I, I only so much. This I think I told you. Like, oh, this my is name's one of the Joe. Shows. I'm too bored. I can't talk yeah. about the things. They emailed all the time. me. They emailed me a gag order. Oh, right shit. after they told me, they're like, it's okay, you can talk about it now. And so I start talking about it, and then they emailed me this thing like, don't talk about this. We didn't this, realize this, you were going to be talking that much about it, so uh, let's put this in writing. Right. So, yeah. But it was it's like 40 pages of dialogue, and it was it was mm. cool. And then when I was done, one of the other directors pulls me in to do the show Black Clover. Mm. And he's like, I mm. want you to be a couple wizards, just some random <laughs> things. So I'm like, all right, cool, man. Uh, and then I rushed from there to home to get the kids and get them ready, get some dinners mm-hmm. going for them. And then I had rehearsal because mm. listeners working on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, which opens February 20th. Yeah, coming up uh, soon, right? Garland Civic Theater. Uh, yeah. Come you off book yet? See me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Less than a month, Joe. I'm, I'm <laughs> of the 80 pages that I've got dialogue on, uh-huh. I've got maybe 20 down. All right, that's... And I still have a little bit of time. And usually memorizing dialogue isn't hard for me, but like this one has been a bear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then went to that and used up whatever I had left. So then, <laughs> so this will be a great podcast. Come in here, so that way we can. So talk what for you're two saying hours. is we'll have to do the heavy lifting on this week's episode. Right? Uh, you know what though, we we brought along some friends oh. to help us out with that. <laughs> this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel, and this is where we come it's to this. talk about movies. Sometimes <laughs> they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely editing bay listeners, and sometimes we are lucky enough to have some special guests join us to talk. Talk about the movie du jour, mm. uh, and oui. uh, and this week I am proud to welcome uh, Ryan and Laurel from the Craniacs podcast. Yeah. They're Craniacs, Craniacs <laughs> on the floor. Hello, Seattle. <laughs> nice. I have to say, uh, I've I've been catching up on your podcast because I hadn't listened to it in a while. And uh, oh, all and, sixty episodes of I, yeah. I enjoyed twenty percent worth of Fraser context. <laughs> well, listen, if you've listened to our podcast, which I think you have, yeah. it's pretty much. Of the same, almost inverse, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think we do about 60 40. They, well, they stay on Well, you were talking about, we like, hey, we'll just goof around at the beginning. You guys can drop in. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, we totally stole this from you guys. <laughs> and okay. we stole it from the Nerdist. Yeah. And yeah. We stole it from <laughs> Howard Stern. It's right? all good. Yeah. You know what? We're together. We're all family. We're the editing Baniacs right now. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's what I will uh, name great. this episode. That is great. Uh, and uh, as you've probably gathered, they do talk about the show Frasier on the Craniacs podcast. And so what I thought would be fun is if we did a movie that featured Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Uh, and and what better cinematic <laughs> well, fair. We'd already done yeah, Periscope I thought it was going to be fun, too, and we were wrong. <laughs> oh, no. We, uh, we decided to dip into the X-Men movie franchise. As we are wont uh, to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and talk about the third installment, mm. X-Men The Last Stand. Now, 
Do we is this the most reviled X Men film, or has I it been eclipsed know. now Wait, by does, Phoenix? Does X Men Origins Wolverine fall into that category as well? Ooh, well, if so, because that's a horrible film. Dark Phoenix is horrible. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the canon films, or at least the the the, the ensemble films, not uh-huh. the, not the one offs. There were ensemble films. Yes. It wasn't just Wolverine. I think the first one was the only ensemble film. Oh, you talking about? On- and then from that point on, it was the Wolverine show until oh. until last. Uh, next, uh, okay, first so class. Let me put it this, this if, one. This one felt like it tried to be the Wolverine and Storm show. Yeah, yeah, man, it was. Which to its detriment. Uh huh. <laughs> well, if if Halle Berry were a better actress, like you I know, always what? thought I she was horribly down. miscast. Oscar winning Halle Berry, Oscar yeah. winning. I can't come down. Seeing, I mean, Cuba Gooding Jr. won an Oscar too. But <laughs> so did Marissa Tomei, <laughs> and then he went like, on to do what? Did he ease like, up, ease up, my yeah, boat, say, boat trip. Just, we'll listen to this. <laughs> she loves my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Oh, really? Getting, you were getting fan hate mail. Listen, hey, what was it? Ryan posted a thing uh, earlier this week, and it's Marissa Tomei's name, and someone like Da Vinci coded this thing where you could take all the letters Ooh. and it spells out it's anagram. A, it's a me, Mario. Shut up. <laughs> wow. yes. It's brilliant. It's a secret. Um, okay. It's a disguise. So, X Men: The Last Stand from mm. 2006, directed by Brett Ratner, uh, who <laughs> gave us the Rush Hour films, Red Dragon, Tower mm. Heist. The budget on this thing: 168 million dollars. Jesus. Oh. Anybody want to guess how much it made? I mean, it was a huge. I'm going to say half a billion. I'm going to say 500 million. Okay, that's close. Anybody else? Oh, close without going over. Oh, really? One dollar. <laughs> Yeah. You can't guess. You can't $1 guess. Bob Laurel twice. hit $1. $500 million. $500 million in uh, $459.4 million. Oh, I went over. Oh, Damn. Yes. I feel like so much of that is just off of the goodwill of X-Men 2. Oh, absolutely. Was, in my opinion, so good. <laughs> absolutely, because so look at what happened with the next X-Men film. Like, they had to win back all the fans that they lost with this one. Yeah. With yeah. the first class. Okay, wait, what was... No, 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 because X-Men oh. Origins Wolverine was oh, what came after this. that was technically this. next, wasn't it? Then That's they right. had to do ne- first class. For some reason, I keep wanting to say next class. Um, well, speaking of messing up the title, uh, I realized later that when I typed the beginning, of, when I was writing my notes on this, I referred to it as X-Men The Last Straw, which <laughs> <laughs> feels a little more appropriate. It was very appropriate. <laughs> Where Patrick Stewart just waves his finger angrily and says, are you kids? Bro, okay, so or, you know what? Before we get into this, the other movies that came out in 2006, this is a good year. Ooh. Children of Men, mm, yes. The Departed, Ooh. Little Miss Sunshine, yeah. The Prestige, which also means The Illusionist came out. Oh, it's fantastic. Casino Royale, Blood Diamond, oh, yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, Inside Man, uh, Letters oh. from Iwo Jima, and Flags from Our Father oh, or Flags right. of Our Fathers. Yeah. Uh, we had <laughs> Night at the Museum, uh, Three Hundred. <laughs> hey, people f- like that. The Fountain. Oh, That's, I love the Fountain. Love the Fountain. Uh, Dream Girls, Running Scared, A Scanner Darkly, Mission Impossible Three. Some good movies that came out that year. Oh yeah, man. Uh, and the this one, The Prestige, and this one. This is a big year for Hugh Jackman. For Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah, yeah. Well, a good point. And two of my oh. favorite Leo movies, The Departed, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and Blood Diamond. That was oh, a great oh. year for him. Best Scorsese. Film. Every year is a great year for Leo. Is it keeps <laughs> but is it himself? Yeah, but this is one it, is. Tell me, this year isn't better. The, I don't know. I mean, there was the year he got eaten by a bear. No. <laughs> the Revenant. What was that? Was the Revenant? Yeah, yeah that's the right. Revenant. I still crawled think, into a horse. I still think that if you like spliced footage from the Country Bears with the Revenant, <laughs> you would have a much better film. Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yes. Big uh, Al. No. <laughs> right. Okay. So you guys were talking about Patrick Stewart and like how he would just be waving his finger at the kids yeah, sure. and like. That was one of the first things that I kind of keyed into in this movie yep. is that Patrick Stewart's Charles Xavier mm. was nothing like how he played him in 
any of the other films. None of the characters were the way they were in the other films. Yeah, Wolverine yeah. is way off. Fucking uh, 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 Magneto is way off. Uh-huh. Like all the all the character development and where the story was leading them. And, and these we're at the third film now. We have all these complex relationships that we can build off of. And and they're so and they don't no, they don't build he just kind of turns any, into a villain. Relationships. Uh, they're all the stereotypes uh-huh. that, that they knew from the comics. Oh, he trumps cigars and he's a badass. That's what Wolverine is. And yeah. Magneto's just a bad guy. He just wants to destroy cities. That was never his style, and uh, it was really disappointing to see the entire franchise regress. Not just one or two characters. Well, it was almost like they they went back to the comics, like the early comic books where Magneto was like bent on you know world yeah. domination and destroying this. Welcome to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are dead. And. And like yeah, they 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 kind of jettisoned all the the depth that they had established in the first two movies. Uh, and... Well, I, I wrote somewhere that this one looked like it. It felt like it was a a X Men movie. The other two felt like Singer was a fan of the X Men, and this one felt like it was written by somebody who like saw a bunch of memes and played the video game and maybe watched some of the cartoon, but yeah. like. It didn't have a real in-depth knowledge of it. Right. This, I mean, it is definitely someone who watched the memes because we get that great juggernaut oh, moment. Oh, God. Yeah. bitch. It's, that is so, Juggernaut. like, facepalm so hard when yes. that happens. That is oh. the, uh, you're the man now, dog. Yeah. That stopped being relevant, like, six months after this movie came out. And you're well, like, so did Brett Ratner. Oh, bro. For us. Uh, so I wanted to touch on that because I kind of think that this movie was written by a group of just horny fanboys on a Reddit forum because the way that this <laughs> yeah. movie yep. plays out, it's like Dark Phoenix, Jean Grey, Fonke right, Jensen, mm-hmm. this poor woman has to just basically play horny. Like, she is, Dark Phoenix is horny. And she is yeah. just looking to make out yeah. and get with guys. She's she's evil. They villain, man, they vilify women in this movie so hard. Like, Rogue and her relationship with Kitty and, How and Bobby. How is that? And Bobby, and like, Bobby is the worst boyfriend. He is. He's oh, fucking. In the he is world. flat out cheating on her. So like, like he's taking Juno out to ice skate. Charles and dies. On her. Charles dies, and he goes to check on Kitty. And instead of like yeah. going to Rogue and being like, "Hey, she seems to be taking it pretty hard. How about you and I, as boyfriend and girlfriend, yes. as a couple, Confront. let's go, go and let's see how she's doing. Let's try to console her. Maybe the three of us together can go ice skate on the fountain. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Instead, he's like." Sliding into her DMs like, "Hey, what's up, Kitty? <laughs> How you doing? You know, I, I know you're the from The interesting thing that bugged me about that scene is, is Kitty is like, "Man, I miss, I miss the snowfall," and I'm like, "Aren't y'all in Maine? Yeah, aren't you <laughs> in England? They're in Westchester, New York. They're in Westchester. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're, they're not in Arizona. Right? Like, it was August, Ryan." <laughs> Ryan, geography makes no difference in this movie. At one point, because right, they just fly everywhere in no time. And Wolverine, yeah, yeah, Wolverine tracks down Magneto at like Mutant Burning Man in the middle of the forest, <laughs> where apparently he's he even intros himself. He's like, "We are the cure." It's a fire festival. Friday, I'm in love. Starts playing. No, but he's he's in the forest and he fights like Magneto throws him across the trees. Right, mm. he's in San Francisco. Cut to next shot. He's running in the mansion. He's like, Storm, we got to get everybody. Yeah. This is in well, Westchester, New York. Like, that's the other thing is, like, both of them did something stupid. It's like, you have Wolverine, the the debatably 
best X-Men. And Wagner's like, nah, and just throws them. And yes. the Wolverine gets up and goes, well, I give up. Better go home and get everybody else. Go home else. and get like, everyone else. To go after Gene. Yes. And then he's like, all right, guys, let's go. Round up the boys. Let's let's get on the jet and fly back to San Francisco. Instead of getting on a phone and being like, yo, dudes, uh, so I found Magneto. Yeah. And yeah. they're looking to do some weird stuff. I guess someone built a lab on Alcatraz Island because... Crazy. That makes sense, uh, <laughs> and uh, I think we should go back. We should we should go head this off, and then like Storm being like, "Oh, of course, we'll meet you. Don't come back here. <laughs> we'll meet you. you Don't stay, worry stay. about." It. And, and uh, so that doesn't make sense. The geography doesn't yeah, make sense. That's true. The local geography. When Magneto, why? Here we go. Did he lift up a, the Golden Joe, Gate? I can Bridge? tell you exactly why. Right. You want to know why? I, I have the answer. Because this film is filled with horrible one-liners, yeah. yes. and it gave them the opportunity to say, Charles always wanted me to build oh bridges. My, that oh was the worst. Yes, that was the, it was there's a ton of them. <laughs> there, a bunch of that them. That was the worst. And it, for some reason, when I first watched it, I thought he had taken the Golden Gate Bridge mm. and turned it to go to Alcatraz Island. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this whole thing. Like, you should see this. No, I wrote this whole, like, the math about it, about how <laughs> long Golden Gate Bridge is and how far Alcatraz oh, is yeah. from that point of land and how there's no way this could have fit. Then I went back and rewatched, and I mm-hmm. saw... Oh, he took it apart and then placed it at the closest shoreline and Alcatraz. Yes. Okay, why? <laughs> other than the line, other than saying that line, yeah. why? What, wouldn't it have been it much cool. easier had you guys, like, lifted up a yacht? Like, all the yeah, evil mutants all are on a yacht. One of those ferries yeah, that goes back and a forth ferry. to Alcatraz. There's plenty in San Francisco. Because yeah. there's really only, like, what? 35 or 40 of them? <laughs> I see they're, what you They're did. very eco-conscious. Ferries and yachts, too much fuel. Yeah. They're in California. That's a good they, point. That's true. Got to appeal to the tree huggers. I got your joke bomb, just, by the no, way. No, 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 okay. Sorry, it took a moment. I just feel like it's, it's to, to lift an entire bridge, <laughs> it's not habu. It's not highest and best oh, use wow. of Magneto's <laughs> powers. All they're doing is creating a way for the authorities to get to, to them get from to... the mainland. Exactly. Thanks. Yeah. Come follow us, cops. Uh, so... We open this movie with a flashback on a sweet little girl, Jean, Jean Grey. And, like, the mission statement of this movie mm. is kind of stated right there. Will you control your power? Yes. Or right. will it control you? Mm-hmm. Almost setting up, like, this is going to be the internal struggle of yep. Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. We are setting up this character. We are going to pay off two other films of building this character Here up. Go. This and the complexities it. of what's going on. And then, ultimately... She is a third-tier villain who's made to just kind of stand on the sideline. Yeah. So that way, once Magneto gets beat, like, then, oh, okay, yeah. Dark Phoenix. And Magneto even has that ridiculous, uh, God, what have I done? Just, oh, oh, now yeah, you're having yeah, the you're fucking... figuring this out. Uh, <laughs> although I do like that last uh, shot of the film with him with the pork bench. Did you like that? Because <laughs> uh, it was like... Uh, I liked it better when it was an Inception. I was just about to say the yeah, interception right. moment. Yeah, <laughs> love that. So, so, it was cute. So it's the second. It's it's one of two times that mm-hmm. they set something up in the movie mm-hmm. and then fail to pay it off later on uh, in any kind of a creative or satisfactory way. Before we get off that scene, we can't not talk about the horrible oh. de aging effects that they did to poor Patrick Stewart. And what uh, was worse, the de aging in this movie or the de aging in the Irishman? No, Irishman. The aging of the Irishman. Really, the aging of the Irishman so? was bad because you can make Robert De Niro's face look younger. You can't make him move like a not eighty-year-old man. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, but you know what? At least like, like when he's kicking the guy on the street and he's yeah, his... but he's like, hey. Like, <laughs> but at I least mean, like I could like the sound editor had to take out so many bones cracking. Oh, no. it was bad. At least they didn't look like um, they were straight out of cats. Like seriously, their faces were like floating oh, on their heads. It, it was so smoothed over. Yeah, it was awful. It was. It was also first off, it was amazing how much you didn't have to do too much work on Patrick Stewart to make yes. him look younger. Ageless, right. fucking and timeless. Two, like when they're sitting on the couch, it felt like they were like. Okay, now whatever you do, don't move. Move like, much. The more you move, <laughs> yeah. the more expensive it's going to be. Like, don't blink. That's ten thousand dollars. Turn to look out the window. <laughs> yes. The um the opening mm. that opening that they had in the danger room uh would have been really cool if they didn't use it as like the promo clip for everybody's appearances on talk shows around that time. I don't oh, know if really? You, if you saw like I would, I was watching like the talk shows, Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry on the talk shows, and they'd roll the clip. And I'm like, well, that would have been great. Which clip? The, them in the danger room and revealing it was a danger room sequence and not like an actual oh, oh, fight the, with the you, Sentinels. You're talking the about their holodeck yeah. that all of a sudden they have this well, yeah, technology well, I mean, now. the X-Men have always had that. I don't remember that in any not, of the other movies. In the co- I'm sorry. In don't. the comic, oh, <laughs> the, the X-Men have always had a uh, holodeck. Wow, man. Sorry. That's wow. hurtful. No, I'm just so, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm that's kidding. hurtful. You do that to when, me. I do it to you all the time. Uh, but when you do it to me, it hurts. Because it's out of character. Hey, Laurel, how familiar are you with the X-Men franchise. So I go all the way back to the first movie, which I saw on DVD, but I saw X-Men 2 and this one in the theater, paid good, honest money for it. Um, Because the first one won you over when you saw it, right? Exactly. And the second one, I still think is one of the best sequels to any movie. Correct. Um, and correct. yeah, then I saw this Laurel, one, and then decided to never see another X Men movie. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the totally. Except they 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 end up getting it back on track, and then they in don't. one in like one film, and then it goes to goes to shit again. Which is like Ryan is my feelings right now. Like <laughs> you're face palming where yeah. the where the X Men franchise. I, I still went. haven't seen Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix, and I'm just kind of like okay with that. You know what? I'm... I just look up the the Quicksilver sequence from Apocalypse, and you've seen everything yes. that's worth seeing in that movie. I, what do you guys feel about New Mutants? Because I'm kind of into it because it looks so weird. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I feel okay. like I could be one over because of what we do on this podcast. I feel like it's our duty to watch the New Mutants. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we we have to. Um, I uh, I've I've teased a little bit in passing. Uh, I've teased Laurel because what on their their podcast Ryan, who kind of represents more of the guys that are in this room right now, uh, like total nerds, uh, and he has seen like the nerdy stuff. And uh, and a lot of times on their podcast, Ryan will be like, "So Laurel, did you see this movie?" And it's some like nerdy pop culture thing. Like, "Hey, so you saw Thor: The Dark World, right?" And, and I'm just using that as an example. Maybe she's seen it, but he'll say nope. something like that, and she'll there be like, you go. She'll be like, "Nope." <laughs> and it's it's so funny because I'm like, you could almost make a drinking game out of it, <laughs> right? Like, hey, you've seen this pop culture thing? <laughs> nope. So that's why I was surprised because we had talked about this. I was like, "So have you seen these X Men movies?" She was like, "Actually, I have." And uh, what I thought would, that's how I came down to this. Like, well, hey, you yep. guys talk about Kelsey Grammer. Perfect. You talk about Frasier. So let's get into Kelsey Grammer's role as Hank McCoy in this movie. And oh, how man. he's possibly the best part it. of this film. He's yes. great, man. He thinks he's in a much better film than he actually is. <laughs> so that's a very good way of describing it. Do you know that Kelsey Grammer actually auditioned for this role? Yes. It was oh, the wow. first time what? he had auditioned in 20 years. What? Because Kelsey don't need to audition. But How he do you to not play just this? offer this to yeah. him? Like, it almost seemed like, it, 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 when you see him perform it, it seems like it's obvious. Of like, course. Of yes. course, Kelsey Grammer. I remember when I heard the casting, I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm on board. That's yeah. fantastic. Uh, I, I thought that his character succeeds 
it despite the rest of this movie. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, and I liked what they did with him, where he was like that. He he hearkened back to there was a team before this team, and like I like the bit where he's he's got the old jacket. And he's like, oh, it still doesn't fit. And he's wearing it open. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I like them kind of teasing that there was there was something that happened previous to this yeah. and then they eventually catch up with that in first class and those right. but i thought that was pretty cool here uh-huh. yeah it's so they clearly had the whole reboot starting over with the first class thing planned when this movie came out right no you I don't, don't think, think so i don't think so the, what they had that, planned that to at, me is the only explanation for why they totally like blew their load on all of these characters and like this was are wrapping supposed, up storylines left was supposed and right to be this was supposed to kind of be it because then they were going to go like with the um the, so the plan was and and correct me if i'm wrong uh the like after this movie mm-hmm. they did x-men origins wolverine then they were going to do X-Men Origins Magneto. But because Wolverine performed so horribly, they decided to scrap the Magneto movie and made it first class. Mm. Mm. Oh, interesting. Ah, All right. Well, that kind of makes sense. But still, I don't understand why, especially in this day and age where we have Fast and Furious 9 is coming out. Like, why why are you putting uh, a period on your film franchise by killing off major characters, wrapping up major storylines. Like, by the end of this film, there's nothing left to do, even though but, they leave themselves an out with that post credit sequence. Go ahead. Uh, like, I remember <laughs> sitting in the theater watching this and going, you know what? At least they had the balls <laughs> to kill Xavier. They had the balls to depower Magneto. Let's uh, uh, do uh. this. And then they're like, hey, the two most bold things we're going to do in this movie, let's walk we're, her back. We're, we're rolling that back. Like, we're going to roll that back. Mm, thanks a lot, JJ. Take them back. Take them back. Yeah, and that's that's the other theme that they kind of touch on that Charles Xavier's touching, like the the moral question of this movie of like, okay, so you've got this body mm-hmm. that nobody's able to use, you know, this person's in a coma, and you have a very healthy person that's you know, oh, they've got a horrible illness. What is the 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 ethics of taking someone mm-hmm. and putting their mind into this healthy body? And the and way it that, being Charles Xavier, the answer to that ethical question is I do what I want. Do I want? Exactly. <laughs> like at every point in this movie, he is the worst version of Charles Xavier. They're all the worst versions like, of there's, themselves. There's the bit with I, Jean Grey okay. and he's and he's going through and he's like, you know, he, I'm trying to lock her stuff away, Wolverine. Don't don't bother me. And Wolverine's yeah. like, Well, what are you talking about? Like, if you cage the animal, the animal's gonna get mad. And Charles says he's like, like, Don't fucking lecture me. He says something yeah. like yeah. I don't feel the need to explain myself, least of all to you. I was going to say, why are you being such a dick to him? You guys just had two movies where you got each other's backs and we thought we had an understanding. There is literally a moment in this movie where Charles Xavier, the man who can read everybody's minds, rolls in and goes, what happened? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh my God. I will spit no, no, water. No, don't explain to me. Explain to them. And explain. then he points at the camera. And it's like, and it's like they watched it happen. You're coming in. Why are you even asking? If you already know and the audience knows, why are you even asking? Can can I just say the the ethical quandaries of this movie are terrible? Because I remember legitimately, again, the first time I saw it, when they decide, okay, we're going to take Magneto's powers away. I was like, Uncle Tom's, you're the worst. It's the like, worst. What are you doing? The Uncle, message that this movie is Uncle saying. Uncle Tom's yeah. mutants, man. Because of what the mutants represent when they were created back oh, yeah. in the 60s. It like, was an it was, it allegory was, yeah, for... Exactly, uh, for civil rights. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about this one is the first two felt like it was definitely had a very queer lens to it, especially considering the the uh, you know the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. But this one felt like it was trying to do. What do you mean, Ryan? Right? What do you mean, Ryan? Right? Because he's gay. Explain this. 
that was some, oh, oh great okay. I, I wrote Offer that down off. I wrote that I was like okay so there's a naked Rebecca Romaine and Magneto looks at her and goes okay deuces we gotta go and I was like that's how I know you're gay that is... but that, but that's also in, in this one it felt more like they were trying to make it more of a like like the, the the black experience, but as written by white guys trying to figure out the black experience. <laughs> yeah. It's the green book like, of, no. of superhero movies. You know, I, I will... Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I will stand up for the film a little bit, though, because I do feel like they were trying to work the homosexual angle in a little bit um, with the whole, you know, oh, it, it can be cured. There's that whole debate whether, you know, it's like, we, well, we don't need that, to be cured. They, they did that yeah, in the second fair. movie where they asked, he's like, Bobby's mom, when they went back to Bobby Drake's house... And Bobby's mom was like, "Have you tried not being a mutant?" That's true. Like, that is a beautiful mm. analogy. That like, that's that's the a perfect way of doing it. But but still, in this movie it's like heavy handed. Bam! Yeah, well, there's but, a cure. But you know, when this movie came out, was when there was a lot of uh, news stories about you know uh, what do they call that uh, what that, that therapy where you can like you know pray uh, the gay away conversion therapy. Oh. Conversion, conversion therapy. Yeah. There you go. So I kind of feel like it was a little bit of a social commentary directed right towards that. Pandering. So I appreciate that. Uh-huh. It was so, it was somebody was trying. Yeah, not these filmmakers. They were definitely not. I mean, trying. It, I, they were trying a little. Also, they were pretty much stealing. Wasn't this a, a Joss Whedon uh, storyline from like a recent comic? Well, yeah, they, Joss Whedon yeah. recycled uh, the "God Loves Man Kills" storyline mm-hmm. that Chris Claremont wrote in the '80s, and that's kind of what this picks up on as well. Mm. Yeah, it, guys, remember when they put the angel character in this movie for no reason at all? <laughs> That's so you have that weird catching him masturbating scene. To the- <laughs> yes. that is exactly because like, what did his dad think he was doing? I like, know. If if my dad thought I was jerking it in the bathroom, he wouldn't be like, "Let me in there." He'd be like, "All right, well, uh, hurry up." And when you're done, just- and then when you see feathers and blood on the yeah. floor, you're like Jesus, why? And you hear something is some weird. Like, like, what is he doing? He's- like, what is he doing? No, I mean, like, well, as a father, it's a have you ever? What he's using? Doing? Have you ever had a bad back scratch? Like itchy? You gotta really. Get in there, man. Yeah, yeah. no, but I mean, like, his dad, it's like, what do you think he's doing on the other yeah, side of this? He's going to go blind doing metal. that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, get hair uh, on your palms. You have, you have a pretty decent actor in Ben Foster, yeah. and he's completely wasted in this film. What he else? Like is, what three, is, he has like three scenes. He was in The Punisher. He was Packer Dave in The Punisher. Oh. Three ten to, three ten to Yuma. Yuma. He's also in Hell or High Water. Hell yeah, Hell Water. real good. No, he's, he's great. He, dis- he disappears into a lot of roles. Yeah. This one, he was just like, hello. Also, he is not wasted. In this movie, his body is not wasted. I was just oh, going to say. enjoyed those okay. shirtless shots. <laughs> That's why I'm on this podcast, That's guys. That's why I was hired. Finally, we get some female representation of here, here I am. I'm talking about like, man, this is horrible for women. It represents women horribly. It vilifies them. I mean, what say you, Laurel? And she's like, I like Ben Foster's body. <laughs> He's got an like, he, he worked out. I could tell. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah, he did. <laughs> Guy, uh, you know, speaking of Rebecca Romaine, even though we weren't just speaking of her, <laughs> yeah. but she looked good. So okay. that's that's how I'm going to segue this back. I like she it. looks good, so that's kind of part of it. But she does a great job. I forgot how good she was as this character because I'm so used yeah. to Jennifer Lawrence yeah. playing this role, and to know oh, like that mm. that Rebecca Romaine was a model. She got this job originally because she was just a model yeah. that was like, okay, paint my naked body. Who can body. we spray paint and it yeah. look hot? Yeah. She does a she's really amazing. good job here. She's, she's better mm-hmm. than uh, to be expected. I think we said the same thing on the Punisher podcast as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. She, she's, she, it's a shame she's not used more. It's a shame that they do not flesh out 
a lot of the female characters in this movie that you know Rogue is so one dimensional that Kitty Pride is so one dimensional so Rogue's whole uh, story wrap up is that she just fucking gives in she gives in which may not matter because apparently that cure doesn't work long time so her and Bobby are going to be doing it and she's going to kill him oh no (laughs) well at least he'll uh, die doing what he loves dude and I mean how shallow that like when she shows back up I know and he's like that's not what I wanted and she's like yeah, but I didn't do this I for wanted. you. It's what yeah. I wanted. Yeah. But for him to actually By speak the way, we're that breaking up. is like, that's not what I wanted. Like, look, look, dude. It's I, not like, about you. You, you. To put it so yeah. much on the surface, like the fact that Bobby was kind of like a, a, a three-dimensional, like intelligent character in the first in couple the previous movies. Two, yeah. In the previous two movies. This one, he's reduced to just a caveman. Yeah. Like, no. Everything is just played on the surface. There is no subtext. She calls it out flat out in, in like the first scene where we see them, and she says something like, uh, "You're just you're just thinking with your your." Well, you I'm paraphrasing. Of, she's you like, "You're a guy, Bobby. You only think about yeah, one thing." That's right. And as she walks away, the camera pushes on him, and the look on his face is like, "Well, you're not wrong." Right? <laughs> He's kind of like, "All right, well, touche, bro." Well. <laughs> uh, I mean, like like I said, we they play the subtext on the nose in this movie. There is no subtext. There's a part where Charles Xavier is rolling along next to Storm, and it, well, he says something to the effect of, "I'm not going to be here forever." And I thought maybe you would take my like, no, you may as well just thanks. say to the audience, "Like I'm dying at some point in this movie." <laughs> I'm handing over the Matrix of Leadership. <laughs> you got the touch. You got the power. Actually, that's not a bad analogy. Now that I think about it, because them killing off Professor X in this only again, this is only the third movie. Halfway through, uh, no less. Like that's like them killing off fucking Optimus Prime in that Transformers movie. Yeah, it's yeah. unnecessary. Except and that Transformers movie is a million times better than this. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's so much. It's better. gonna hold up. It's so much better. Be in the Even Library if of just Congress. The someday. soundtrack is better than the soundtrack. There's no score. Like the score to this movie. You know. They jetted. They created this cool theme in the second one, mm-hmm. and then completely jettisoned. Because it I think this. they had a different guy doing the score this time. Yeah, they did. Um, and, but I will say. There's a, a new theme in there that I kind of like. I don't know if it's like the Dark Phoenix theme or whatever that kind of plays during the climax. Never gonna the, give you up. That's right. Never gonna let you down. Uh, but it actually, uh, I, I liked it. And I, I as I was watching it again, I was reminded of it. I was like, okay, if this film contributed nothing else, I like that music track. So so help me out here. <laughs> okay. Jean Grey. <laughs> I'm, it's a hot take by Joel. Jean Grey has been dead for two years. Mm-hmm. Right? Has, has it been two years? Presumed, yes. Okay. So... She shows up. Scott, okay, James Marsden, who's a great actor, mm-hmm. who we got for just a little bit because he was off to go do Superman with Brian Singer. Is that what it was? Oh, is that, yes. is that, that was what, yeah, that was what happened. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Because I, I, like, I was like, okay, Scott, she comes back and kills him. So, like, no, she, she shows up. He, like, does his, like, laser eyes into the water and stuff and, like, <laughs> yeah. gets knocked back and he sees her coming up and, like, in her horrible long-haired wig, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> shows up and he's like, Gene, how is this possible? The best they can muster, mm. the best they can muster, <laughs> is her looking at him going, I don't know. And then they make out. <laughs> yep. Then and they then... make out. This guy is a mute. They fought people with powers like that, that could do all kinds of shit. He's fought someone named Mystique who could change into other people. Yes, yeah, so this could be anything. At no point does he go, you know what? There's something fishy Wait a about minute. this. Yeah. She can't give me a clear explanation. Maybe... A- Hey, uh, Professor? Yeah. Jean's yeah. back? Should I make out with her? <laughs> <laughs> 
check a box. Yes, yes or maybe. No. I really want to make out with her. I think I'm going to. Because I'm horny, and this is X-Men 3, and apparently it's everyone's been, horny in this movie. Every All single. us men think about. So. Everyone's horny. Yeah. That's it. And I just thought, you know, there there's that. There's the... Uh, the 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 whole um, so Jean coming back mm. to the X mansion and like they're doing all the tests on her and stuff and that's where we find out three movies in is when Charles Xavier decides oh, yeah. to let us know oh there's a dual personality going on by the way person. BT I'm sorry I didn't mention that the first time I sent you into battle with each other mm. and then also that second time at Alkali Lake yes. I could have mentioned it <laughs> I forgot so now that she's back from the dead. I remembered. Let me tell you about this. Also, they do some things they just start bringing up in this movie. I have like five pages of nitpicky bullshit notes, most of which end with get fucked this movie, (laughs) things like that. (laughs) But like one of them was, have they ever like uh, announced in these movies a rating system? Thank you. Like a five-star rating system for me. I was just going to say this class. She's a class five. She's a level five. She's an EF. A class five mutant. Because in the comics, they talk about omega level mutants, like just, or some of that type of stuff. But this one, they're like, it's a class five. It's a class four. And like, if but you're no not one a fan of X-Men, three. yeah, do you know yeah. what any of that means? Like, yeah. uh, it's, it, I, no, it no, just, it's arbitrary. It means a lot. Hey, Ryan, <laughs> you, you said br- she's very powerful. You brought up Omega Class, and I noticed that all of the, the evil mutants that, like, follow Magneto, like, a lot of them have the Omega tattoos and stuff. Mm. I think that's something from a uh, Grant Morrison comic with Kid Omega, and there was something, I don't know. Right. I Listen, I'm very <laughs> tangentially into comics lately. So. Bro, look, and we're talking about a movie that had the X-Men logo on, like, the IV bottles in the, the <laughs> in the X-Mansion <laughs> hospital. Did you notice, like, even... The, I don't remember Branding them, is important. Yeah, never <laughs> miss the branding opportunity. I don't remember them doing this in the previous X-Men movies, but when the 20th Century Fox logo comes in at the yeah, beginning... X stays lit up a little bit. It does that kind of psycho thing at the end where only yeah. the X is uh, yeah. slow to dissolve out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So clever, there's, subtle. There's there's one thing I want to bring up, and we can quickly shut this down, as I might be the only one who gives a shit about this, uh-huh. because one of my favorite X Men characters is in this movie, and oh. and I was oh, remember when multiple it was coming man? out. Yes, I love multiple man. <laughs> Jamie Madrox. They did him so dirty in this. Yeah. Yes, they did. Because because there's this whole thing where it's like we have to go get more for army. No, you don't. You have yeah, a dude but, who's yeah. an army. That's his power. And they're like. All right, we'll send out all the pawns. Okay, that's shitty because you had a dude who you could send out. Send out exactly. They wouldn't have lost their power. They wasted him. Sucks. They wasted him as a decoy. A decoy, yeah. I'm like, yes. You had one of the most effective mutants that you could have used here. And, and again, if, if they didn't dude... waste the casting by casting Eric Dane to play him. So. <laughs> he was so good. I'm in, and yeah, you got me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he says it with such panache. Sign that check. Yeah, oh, you can't God. be mad at him. Can I have this out? to cash please oh, I'm going to deposit man. this on my way to the Grey's Anatomy set you guys um, <laughs> you guys remember that time when Charles Xavier Magneto went into Jean Grey's house like a couple of rival college recruiters yes <laughs> they're like opening the door for each other and like after you Charles wait, wait do you guys remember when they had the scene where they were handing out guns and Arlie Ermy, Ermy. was <laughs> explaining it the guy from Hold what the hell? Jacket. Turn in your metal weapons. And like, take your yeah. plastic one. And I kept not, waiting for not him. in the scene. Yes. Clearly in his underwear in a voice booth somewhere. <laughs> I know. I kept waiting for him to appear on screen. I'm like, oh, what? hey, this hey. is the best thing about this film so far. Arl- no. No. Just- no. no. So I, I wanted to go back to the, the Magneto Charles scene when they go and track Jean back down at her old house. <laughs> what was the one thing Magneto told his guys 
that he don't wanted. Don't let anyone in the house. Don't yeah. let anyone in the house. Mm-hmm. So at some point, Wolverine's like, fuck this, we're going into the house. And what does Juggernaut do to <laughs> throws keep him, him away? into the house. Throws him into, into the, the house. house. Well... Another thing well, that Juggernaut you. keeps doing in this scene is he throws Wolverine in the other room, and then Juggernaut daintily steps over <laughs> the right, yes. thing to get into the room. Which Juggernaut's whole thing is, I run through walls. Oh, this yeah. time he's like, let me excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, they didn't they didn't have a CG budget for that piece of the house. Uh, but yeah, nobody uh, gets in this house yet. Everybody by the end of that scene is in was the in the house. Yeah, who uh, owns this house? By the way, nobody was home. It was like it's just fucking empty. Yeah, we're, I mean, pristine. We're, was that still Gene's family's home? I mean, what? I guess so, but they were at the grocery store apparently because <laughs> they came home to a surprise. They, were playing, yes. they were playing bunko over at Stanley's house. <laughs> get, right? Hey, oh. man, you guys, you guys hear that? What's going on over there? That was, it was nice. I was also like, how do you explain this to the neighbors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whole cul-de-sac is fucked. The HOAs yeah. pissed, man. They well, see that's you know, going on. Their, their home values. Well, back when they saw them the first time and they did the floating cars, yes. was Charles, like, wipe anybody's memory of that? Or were they just like, don't worry about it? It's like, I thought I parked it down the street. Interesting. Mm-hmm. This is the same movie that when they're flying, the X-Men are flying back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Storm's like, I'm going to put the jet in stealth mode. Yeah. And the and jet literally fucking... disappears. <laughs> it doesn't. That's like, not stealth mode. It that is a fucking Star Trek cloak. <laughs> it doesn't decrease the emissions or like quiet the engines or anything like that. It literally becomes invisible. It's Wonder Woman's uh, invisible jet. <laughs> The only thing missing uh, was this is also when they pull up and Beast goat gives the, like the most dramatic reading of his stupidest line. What's oh that? my stars and guards. Oh my stars <laughs> and guards. All right, but Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, that's what callback. Beast says. Kelsey Grammer has my favorite delivery of any line in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's it, it like you can almost see Fraser Crane delivering it, mm-hmm. and it's yes. the part where he and Wolverine are fighting like side by side, yes. and Wolverine's like, "I thought you were a diplomat," and Beast re- retorts with, "Well, as Churchill said, there comes a time when all men must fight this guy, fight this guy, fight this guy." <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like, yes, I wrote that down. That was the most Fraser he got. <laughs> <laughs> And I like that he got kind of the, well, the, the quote-unquote killing blow on Magneto. Yeah. I hated it! I hated it! What? It came off as, I, I go, well, I go, these guys, this is when I went, fuck the X-Men. The X-Men are wrong, <laughs> Magneto was right, fuck these guys. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you do this? In the course, one of their this own. Is, but, but Ryan, if this is where the story has to go, if that's where they're taking it, isn't it cool that they give Beast that moment? As well, I did to... like the whole like you never learn Wolverine. He's like actually like yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that bit of it. The, uh, uh, uh. But then why did Magneto like act like he was dying at that? Because he was losing his powers. He couldn't feel the his metal power yet. to walk. Come but, on, feel the noise. But he died like a, a terrible actor. Like it's like oh my god, and then he's up like two minutes later. <laughs> well, I was like what the fuck is going? And he, on? he was like, "What have I done?" <laughs> I, I have to tell you, yeah. I repeated that to myself over and over again <laughs> while we were watching, watching, this, watching this movie. I was like, "There's a note." Oh I Lord, what have I done? I swear to God, the Irishman feels shorter than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And it's only like an hour and 44 minutes. It's, yes! It's, it's I thought it was at least movie. two and a half hours. This Me movie too. went on forever. And the fact that Magneto reminds... Even though we saw in the first two movies that Magneto's a pretty active chess player, he <laughs> reminds us like over and over again in this movie. When you play chess, the pawns <laughs> go first. Checkmate. <laughs> the pawns are playing their part. <laughs> Thanks. I would, I'll tell you, though, 
a fucking if Ian McKellen wanted me to go do something, if mm. he was trying, all he had to do is just read a grocery list, and I'd be like, I'm on, I'm on it. Let's do this, Ian McKellen. He's great. Like even with some of the shit that he's given to say in this yes. movie, oh. step one, it's, collect underpants. Like, we are the cure, and we're going to show them. And I'm like, oh, Gandalf, right. you got me. I'm there. You, you had me at Charles. <laughs> yes. Um. So, with, so does, with does this mean you're going to be seeing cats? No, no. <laughs> I've got it. I can. Yeah, you airdrop do. it to yeah, you. Nope, don't do that. It's delightful. Don't even do that. Um, yeah. So I, I think, man, I'm trying to go through my notes and yeah, see if there's see. anything else that I need to touch on here. I do like the. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look at silver linings here to these clouds, uh, and there are a couple of nice like action storm? sequences. Like, That's right. I'm just going to summon <laughs> worst, worst X Men ever. Um, what they're trying She's so hard in no in this films specifically and in this oh, yeah. series of films they're desperately trying to give her things to do all of a sudden she's like I mean fucking hey they, jet- they jettisoned her accent from the first <laughs> yeah, movie. remember what she used to be like South American <laughs> South or African pardon me <laughs> totally different that would have been way she's different not Storm in this movie she's Halle Berry with powers Halle like, Berry yeah, in yeah. a wig definitely that's it yeah. also mm-hmm. fun fact she used to get sick after the scenes where she had to spin around a lot because she would spin <laughs> too <laughs> much. That she looks ridiculous. So the tornado. Somebody would follow her around with a bucket. Oh no! <laughs> that tornado punch outside of the house. Oh yes. Oh yeah. She's almost like the Aquaman can... of the X Men in this <laughs> because it's like everyone has an important role to play, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna bring some mist in, so that it's I... very hard for our enemies to see us." I don't know. She at least us. was using like lightning and stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, if anybody was the the Aquaman of the X Men, yeah. it was Angel. probably Colossus. Yeah, because he didn't uh, do anything. That's true. That's he, true. Oh, Listen, he twice I don't in the movie, understand he throws how. Logan. I don't understand how you waste an acting powerhouse like. Um, hold on, let me look Daniel Cudmore. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Cudmore. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Twilight's him. Daniel Cudmore. Isn't he nominated for Is an Oscar this year? Yeah, he's in Twilight. He's one of the vampires. Well, surprising makes, no one. One of the one of the shiny vampires. Shocking. So you're Magneto. Wait a minute. You're Magneto. And your army is storming this Alcatraz lab, right? Uh, uh, uh. And suddenly the X-Men show up. Mm-hmm. And two of them, one has metal all throughout his body that you know of. Yep, check. You know this. You've interacted with him twice. Already. So then you also have another guy who shows up and looks like he is a completely metal yes, man. Well, this why is the first, the first thing Magneto does, why isn't it like, frank, frank, like yeah, take them out of the off picture. the board? Yeah. Do your chess, Magneto, come on. I'm going to take them off the board. I do kind of like what he and uh, Pyro end up doing, though, where he's kind of like just volleying oh, cars yeah, yeah, yeah. for him they, to yeah, set yeah, on they fire. They turn it into a level of Donkey Kong. <laughs> Basically. That's great. Uh, no, but so in that scene, I do. There is a nice little action sequence that I like with Juno. Why didn't Colossus just throw the bald kid at Magneto? The Cure Kid, like just throw him. Oh, at yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Or at Jean Grey, throw yeah. the bald get the bald tag. Jean Grey, boom. Jean Grey has no powers because there's the kid. Mm-hmm. Never Too risky. Mind. You were saying too risky. Go ahead. No, no, it, it is that same scene. It's where Juno's running through the walls and uh-huh. Juggernaut's chasing her, and we see her go through a wall. He breaks it down, and then she kind of outsmarts him in the end. Yeah, she's she's quick. I'm gonna on her call feet. her. I'm gonna call her Hard Candy. Hard, uh, you call her <laughs> Juno. I'll call her Hard Candy. <laughs> there you go. You call her Whip It. Uh, Inception. Okay. Inception. Yeah. There we go. Mm. Yeah. Umbrella Academy. There. You, um, <laughs> Umbrella Academy. Okay. Touche. Yeah. All right, Laurel. Name Inception was gonna be mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I double dipped, so you can have that one. That's God damn it, John. I, like I, I, I appreciate I like Jean Grey's class in keeping Wolverine's little bits covered up 
as she was <laughs> destroying his costume. Cellular. And he's like making his way to her and he's mm-hmm. like, Ugh, uh, but like kept his pants, kept That's his right. dignity. Keep it at PG-13. Keep it at PG-13. Exactly. <laughs> so here's my thing. Like I get that there's like this unrequited love thing between Logan and Jean, mm-hmm. but I always kind of felt like we never built that enough to the point where Wolverine would say, be the one that's like, you. I love you, and like kills her. Like, no. That didn't seem There's right. a huge leap from uh, where we left them in the second movie. And maybe we didn't need Magneto to be our main villain in this movie, especially after we've already established that Jean Grey's come back with this Dark Phoenix power. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, it's the best thing that ever happened to Magneto. The, the character of Magneto is what they did with him in Days of Future Past, where yes. he's on their side now. Like, that's where his arc should have led us. Which brings me to... What the fuck did they... How did they get around that in future sequels? Because it's almost like they just erased all of the things that happened in this movie. Well, that's like kind of what Days of Future Past did. It, yeah. it kind of went back. Did you notice well, but it goes that into in, this, the future. in this movie, there's a Boulevard Trask who's played by yep. Bill, Bill Duke from Predator... And apparently, in, in Days of Future Past, he becomes Peter Dinklage. Oh, that's who he is. Interesting. <laughs> yes. So there's there's a lot of stuff in this movie that doesn't make sense, especially moving. But forward. how do they explain like the last time we saw Charles? Why do you want stuff explained, Joel? <laughs> because if I'm going to invest <laughs> further into these movies, and I did, <laughs> yeah, I want to know how how did Patrick Stewart come back? Like it's one thing to like, oh, his consciousness got moved into somebody else. Yeah, but like. That's fucking Patrick Stewart uh-huh. in Days of Future Past. There's Magneto with his powers again. There's a, a really clever video. Somebody who goes through and like kind of explains the timeline of mm, X-Men Alternate films. universe. Yeah, and like how the things branch off at this point and then comes back around at Days of Future Past and then goes to shit again. I'm fine right with that. that. All right. Yeah. Um, Anything to erase this film. Uh, erase the with. film. Erase horrible lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they even... They have, the, they have the guy who plays the president who does... Like, some of the most ridiculous shit. Like, if we didn't have the president we have right now, mm. you're getting political. If we didn't have the president <laughs> that we have right now, I would think that this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard a president say. <laughs> but, like, he does, he says shit like when, when Mystique turns on, on Magneto, mm-hmm. he's like, hell hath no fury like right. a woman scorned. I'm like, ah, hello, sexism. We've checked back <laughs> in. Uh, and then the end, I think the last line is like, what, uh, it, what happens if, uh, if we can't fight them off? Then God help then us God all. God help us all. Yeah. What? They're not going after the launch code. They're going after, like, the mutant cure. They're going after a mutant cure. And he also says something along the lines, like, someone's like, yeah, well, Magneto, he's, he's gathered a force and blah, 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 blah. And then he starts saying shit like, Magneto wants a war? We'll, we'll give, give him, him a war. It's like, no. Like, that is a very... It's very that, reckless. That, yeah, that, that, that's think very this through. Uh, illogical way to move forward here, mm-hmm. Mr. President. Mm-hmm. It's not a proportional response at all. No. no. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Messy Magneto always coming with his powers like sweet <laughs> I'm on my way Mr. President uh, there, there, there's a part mm. in the movie where uh, where Jean Grey and Logan they're having kind of like this little intimate moment or whatever oh where they're about and to fuck no yeah. not where they're about to fuck oh, it's, the labs. that was random it's this yeah, other moment where he's like hanging out with her and she like I think it's right after that mm. where she like looks at him and she whispers kind of like Hayden Panettiere in Heroes <laughs> where like every time she's serious she whispers and she looks <laughs> at him and she's like Oh god! And I'm like, wow! Can she actually read my mind right now, <laughs> watching this movie? Because that is exactly how I feel. And that wasn't even the halfway point. No, no. not at all. Um, Although it's nice to see her. Uh, I realize now that uh, Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, is like the the OG Thanos. Like she was fucking snapping away, dusting fools before it was cool. Yeah, it's just they've never done it right. And I, I don't understand why it's such a hard thing to pull off. So, so d- tell me, as somebody who hasn't read the end of that comic arc. 
How is it supposed to end? Because you've heard me talk a million times over the six years we've done this podcast. Mm-hmm. I would love for Ryan to go ahead and, and give us the, uh, the story. Oh, now see, that's interesting because I, the only thing I really remember much about on the uh, Phoenix Saga was checking in every once in a while on the X-Men cartoon. I didn't read the original Phoenix Sonic Saga, but I'll tell you one thing. I think from what I do know about this saga, it's not something that we can just throw in in one movie. Yeah. And that's what they keep trying to do as opposed to like Marvel has like a plan for Infinity mm-hmm. War and Endgame. Uh-huh. They should be like putting little pieces of it in that it ends in the in the Dark Phoenix. But yeah. instead what we get is them going, okay, what are we going to do this movie? Uh, I don't know. How about Dark Phoenix? All right, and go. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened with the Dark Phoenix saga. And honestly, with the first two X-Men movies, they kind of put down enough groundwork that you could have made yes. a layman's version of Dark Phoenix. The that last would have still worked. shot of X2 is literally the Phoenix, the Phoenix beneath the water. So that's kind of what happened in this movie, that the, the X-Men went to like space and had this battle with the Shi'ar Empire, and they mm-hmm. crash land on Earth, and Jean Grey manages to save everyone, and we find out that it's because she has now taken on this power of the Phoenix when oh, she was in space. It's like Venom. She took on this... Exactly. It's just like Venom. Thank you for reducing everything that I was about to say. I was say. just saying, it comes from space. Yeah, so, she starts eating lobsters. Yes, and she's like, like a conehead. We are from France. No, so yes. so she, she has this power, and we find out that it's starting to kind of take over her, take control, and she's she's becoming more impulsive. And at some point, the, uh, the Hellfire Club tries to, like, they brainwash her and make her part of the of the club and make her the black queen mm-hmm. and there's the this really cool issue of the comic where it kind of basically is wolverine diehard where Ooh, I mean. all the x-men are taken prisoner and wolverine has been like sent down into the uh, the sewers or whatever and he has to work his way back up through the hellfire club alone mm-hmm. it's one of my fucking favorite issues uh <laughs> let me fix my glasses there <laughs> so uh so he makes his way back up and like frees the x-men and they fight off the hellfire club and they realize like gene this is fucked up. We need to figure something out. We need to uh, we need to go back to the Shi'ar and get this checked. And so they go back to space and check the Shi'ar, and they're like, you do have the Phoenix Force, and they put her on trial, and they're like, the only way that we can cure this is to kill you. And the X-Men are like, fuck this, and they get in this big battle or whatever, and she ends up sacrificing uh, herself would, to save Scott. See, already, that's, and that's so much how, better. That's how they... they they but doesn't that sound like Force. three movies to you? Like, that doesn't sound like something you cram well, in. and. They're not only cramming that into this one movie, they're also cramming in this cure story. They're like I trying know. to do four different things. Too much stuff there. Yeah. But you could have you could have actually told this Dark Phoenix story without it being a space thing. You could have just had the Hellfire Club story and her sacrifice herself yeah. to save Scott in the Hellfire Club. There and you go. considering Boom. in those stories they they dress her up in like dominatrix outfit, I think that's why they went they went with horny Jean in this one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like somebody went, well, look how Jean. she's dressed here. Let's make her... Oh, what can it mean for a dark phoenix saga and a homecoming queen? Man, that was beautiful. Thank you. That was great. Guys. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. Um, so on the Craniacs podcast, mm. uh, they have uh, LOLs, uh, <laughs> Laurel's one-liners. Mm-hmm. Were there any one-liners, Laurel, that you had in this movie? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I hate to say that I didn't really laugh a whole lot in this movie <laughs> when, when you wanted me to. Let me put it that way. Yes. I never laughed when I was supposed to laugh. Um. So, no, I don't really have any. The only thing that I found, like, just com- comedic throughout the whole thing is that they're constantly surprised by Magneto. Yeah. That they're always like, bye, bye, George, he's done it again. And I'm like, this is power. <laughs> uh, who could have seen that coming? Yeah, who'd have thunk? <laughs> uh, so we come full circle at the end of the movie. 
if you remember the 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 danger room sequence where they're being like attacked and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's like the sentinel and then we find ourselves in that position again mm-hmm. where it's like you know oh man we're we're hiding behind cars yeah, you got flaming me. cars coming at us toss me but they have this whole thing where they make a point of like we do it as a team yeah and, and like and then they all go off and do their own thing. And they, they go off and do their own thing. And, and yeah, it changes because Wolverine tells Beast, basically, I'm going to be the decoy. Right. You come at him and do this thing. But it's like, yeah, like Ryan said, they still basically kind of do their, their own, own shit. Yeah. Like, this isn't an ongoing theme. Like, they, they don't earn this being some learn moment Callback. at the end of the movie. Exactly. You've already got three callbacks that you failed on. And to me, that's, you're out. Three strikes, you're out. <laughs> uh, there is very little if anything, that is redeemable about this chapter of the X-Men franchise. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, you're, you've nailed it. Like, they took yeah. the absolute wrong direction on all of the characters. Like, so everybody's wrap-up is so unsatisfying yeah. and antithetical to, to what the character was built up to be. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any other notes, Craniacs? I think you covered anything. I, 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 I did like that there was a weird random Crash Bandicoot-like yes. scene. <laughs> where do you remember when they're playing the video game in the yes, car? Yeah, I was like, okay, that's cool. Oh, I guess whoever makes Crash Bandicoot has some sort of weird promotion. Sony, <laughs> Sony had some kind of integrated oh, marketing plan for us. Yeah, yep. yeah. All right, so uh, this is probably a really dumb question, but mm-hmm. would you recommend X Men: The Last Stand? Uh, I don't think so. There are no, uh, no. over uh, what are there like a dozen X Men movies right now? Ten. And well, 11 counting new mutants. Yes, yeah, so, so there are 10 other movies I would recommend you watch before this one. I, mm-hmm. uh, I would absolutely not mm-hmm. recommend this movie. Yeah. There, it, when you think of all the X-Men movies, there are a couple, and this is absolutely one of them, that you can completely skip and you don't miss anything. Especially because they retcon everything that's important. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about what happened in like Wolverine. The Wolverine, I think they deal with him being upset that he had to kill Jean a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's true, that's or, true. Or you know what? It, I think it's even just that he's upset she's dead. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, that they she died. Most of it. So you could still just tie that could've in X too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, as a as a more mainstream, you know, not diehard comic book movie person, I, as much as I love the first two in this series, and especially X Men Two, that's how much I dislike this movie. Wow. Opposite end of the scale. It just made me not want to see any other X Men movies. So now oh, maybe I feel wow. like I need to go and watch some of the newer ones. Yeah. Well, definitely Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past is, is the best X Men. It, it movie, really in my is opinion. with with two think- just underneath. It. I think if you're going to see Laurel, if you're going to check out just another X-Men movie, movie, you should Logan. see Logan. Logan is really oh, good. Yeah. Logan's the most, I think, well, mainstreamy. You know what, though? Yeah. I would say that Logan, uh, there are so Logan. many other films that are required viewing to get the most out of that film. It's not just like a simple standalone. Like, I plopped Jenna in front of... Um, you plop your I wife. plopped her. That's right. You <laughs> picked her up, dropped her. It's like you threw her. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. like You're like Colossus. <laughs> yeah. Nice like throw. specialed her into the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she was, and then you were sleeping outside. Hey, like you doing privacy of your own house. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, I just gave her a little bit of backstory. Okay, James McAvoy, he's the young Patrick Stewart. That's all you got to know. She was totally able to follow along and enjoy that film. Uh-huh. You, Logan, I don't know that she got as much out of it because you don't know the history behind these characters. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but, Logan uh, also, I think, was nominated for an Oscar for Best it, Original Screenplay. It was. Or it, Best Adapted. It, it was. Yeah, Best yeah, Adapted. I think you're right. It was so good. Mm. They gave it that uh, that Fury Road treatment, too, where they did like a black and chrome edition yeah, of it. Yeah, that's right. And it's gorgeous. I never saw that one. It's such a good looking well, I have to movie. I re- revisit that film. Uh, all right. So, I guess, yeah, Tess, 
Would you would you recommend? No. 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 <laughs> okay. No. So, the board. so I have to reveal it. And I told Tess I wouldn't oh, reveal it. And you know, I, I lied. I'm I know. sorry. What? I, I know no, no, no. I think it's important. Like I'm not going to make fun of you, but I, I think it's important for the, the context of this discussion. Because just I like know. Laurel, yeah. you are not like a huge fan of the X-Men franchise, of the comics especially. So what was your take coming into this? Because you haven't seen the first two X-Men movies. No. Not that I can remember, but this one, <laughs> actually watching this one, I remember, oh. I actually think I saw this one in theaters. I'm actually. sorry. Yeah, I am too, I but but I remember seeing it, and I remember certain scenes. I was talking to you about it. I was like, which one is the one where Mystique's like in the back? I'm like, it's this the, one. It's like, the one you're watching. Like, oh, really? That one. And then at one point in time, I even told you, I was like, wait, do you like this movie? It's like, you? <laughs> I was like, okay, good, because I didn't know if it was just me. No, <laughs> no, sir. There's not, there's a, which, but, you know what, uh, go ahead. But it's like, I saw, I've, I saw this one years ago and then I've seen first class and I've seen Logan now uh-huh. at this point. So I've seen a couple of them and the newer ones are definitely way better than this one. Uh-huh. Cause I only remembered a couple scenes from this one, but I would even say that apocalypse is better than this film. Really? Dark Phoenix is not dark. Phoenix is really, yeah, you are, you've been telling me this, but terrible. apocalypse is at least kind of watchable. Like, you know, what we, we, we watched it for it the podcast. Bad. It was it's better than I was expecting better it to than be. You expect, but but it's, not a, no. it's, not a, it's not a good now, film. Do you like how Dark Phoenix did the story better than Last Stand? No. no. Really? No. Because I thought it was supposed to be more faithful, even though maybe not as successful. No. I, 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 I don't know. I, I like them. I dislike them both equally. It's really <laughs> hard for me to put one over the other. A what plague do you, on what both do you think, Ryan, did you see the Dark Phoenix? No, oh. I I didn't see Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix. I just I and and I really like First Class. I know I think you didn't so much, but oh, I good. watched the hell out of First Class. Yeah, and I like I saw Days of Future Past maybe once or twice, and then I just when Apocalypse came out, I just for some like these are movies. I kind of do the same with like The Born Identity for some reason, where I go, <laughs> these looks like a movie I'd like, and then I just don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for New Mutants, like I said, because I think they're doing something so weird and mm-hmm. different, and that looks interesting to me. It's been funny because other people have been like, this looks like a scary movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do an X-Men scary movie. Let's do an X-Men this movie. And that's something I'm really nervous we're going to lose with them going to Marvel, is they're just going to kind of get homogenized into that right. Marvel thing. Yeah. And we're not going to get these weirdo... We're not going to get uh, Legion as a show. We're not right. going to get but uh, I've, an X-Men horror movie. Did you see the, the Paul Bettany interview about WandaVision? Like he he had this interview yeah. where he talked. He's like, "There's some wacky shit going sounds, on in this show." I'm of all the shows they have coming out that are Marvel based. That one's where I'm like, "Okay, yeah, maybe." But at the same time, I thought the director of the new Doctor Strange left because they wouldn't let him be make it as much of a horror movie as he wanted to. Yeah, oh, that's is that interesting. True? Wow. I mean, who knows? The sh- the shows may. They may let the show stretch a little more than they let the movies, but I don't know. Disney kind of has a track record of letting people go that should probably stay on these projects. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully Kathleen Kennedy's not involved in the right. decision-making when yeah. it comes to directors for your films. Okay, so what did X-Men The Last Stand do right? Uh, again, I said it earlier, I thought its heart was in the right place in the sense that it was it was trying to uh, carry on this mantle and, and have a message, say something about society, draw some parallels between, you know, today's persecuted uh-huh. um, in, in this fantastical setting. Yeah, I mean, in the pantheon of persecution and, like, the stories we can get, there's 12 Years a Slave, X-Men, The Last Stand. <laughs> That's right, <it's> close. <laughs> yeah. okay. And, you know, Roots is in there somewhere. I'm not going to say it's 12 years of equal mutant. to <laughs> 12 Years of Mutant. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh my god. Tess, what do you think? What did what did this movie do right? Um well well it was it's another one of those movies where it had the right idea when it came to casting and it got good actors, but they didn't exactly do a great 
job. Like the story and the direction of it wasn't exactly great as the actors are. Like uh-huh. I used yeah. to talk about Kelsey Grammer thinking he was in a much better film than he was. Yeah. yeah. That's like a testament to how this is this was. baby driver that you have on. It is right baby now? driver, yeah. It's so hard for me. Every time it's I look at Tess, I'm like, man, there's something way more interesting than Tess right there. <laughs> I didn't know this was going on. Ouch. I was wondering, I was wondering why your eyes kept. You've had theory. baby driver going the entire time. I didn't know that. I can Sorry. turn it off if it's just right. Craniacs, what did this movie do right? Laurel, you want to go first? Uh, it had some really beautiful shots of San Francisco and made me <laughs> you want the men. To, really want to visit that city. The San Francisco again. Tourism um, and, Bureau. And it reminded Florida. me that I need to book an Alcatraz tour in advance because <laughs> they always wait too long and they book up. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Better go while there's still a bridge. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> right. I thought you were gonna say the beautiful men. Well that Ben uh, Foster is a close ben second. Foster. Sure, yeah, ben Foster's ass. <laughs> Remind me to book my tour on Ben Foster's ass. <laughs> it's America's ass. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Uh I I of course liked uh uh Kelsey Grammer. I like some of the stunts and some of the fight scenes were a lot of fun. Sure. Um not necessarily like like I liked when Magneto lifted the bridge and moved it. Let's not think about why. But then the, sec- the second he dropped it and said, "Building bridges," I was like, oh, "Okay." Oh, <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that I, I the scenes that like or when he stops the truck and it does a flip. Uh-huh. I liked a lot of the practical stuff. There's some good practical um, effects. He turns into eleven from Stranger Things. There, yeah, He's flipping vans. Yeah, but yeah, that that. I will stop there because that's about all I thought they yeah. did right. Ian McKellen is always just a, a plus for me. Yes. Because he can kind of kind of do no wrong. He, he does well, elevate so. by a few points everything that he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that what I felt this movie did right, and it's kind of fortuitous that we would have them on with us. I think Kelsey Grammer Kelsey is Grammer. the best mm. thing about this movie. <laughs> it's what this movie did right, whether it meant to or not. <laughs> like, Kelsey Grammer is giving. Like, there's the scene where he goes in and he sees Jimmy. And he goes to shake his hand, and like his hand turns like into a human hand again. Oh yeah, and he's and, like, like holy shit. The layers of like nuance and depth that he's just put into that moment. Mm. I'm like, oh my god! Like this guy, he's putting so much work into this. Good for you, Kelsey Grammer. How long did he have to be in that makeup? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. And every moment he's in, he adds legitimacy that this movie then waste no time in diffusing (laughs) immediately afterwards where it's like Kelsey Grammer give 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 gravitas then Looney Tunes cartoon (laughs) and it's just like Wolverine kicking a guy in the balls grow them back (laughs) chop on that cigar it's so bad all right, so speaking of the speaking of the makeup, um, Ryan, I know that you always think that we see so much of Kelsey Grammer's chest hair. Did you ever think we see this much hair on Kelsey Grammer? No, all they did was. He, so I read somewhere that he only was in makeup for like two and two to and a half to three hours. That's oh, not too bad. Crazy on well, because I think they just spray painted his hair on his yeah. chest. <laughs> and we're like, get going. We'll fix it in post. He just died. He was good to go. What did X Men: The Last Stand do wrong? Uh, okay, well, uh, for for one, again, it's all the characters. It's all the the direction that they took their storylines and, and just went off a cliff. Uh, and McGee, McGee, he can do right. Isn't Mc, that no, it's Brett Ratner. Oh, Brett Ratner. I always get Brett Ratner and McGee confused. They're the same director, basically. <laughs> wow. They're, they're, well, right. They're, well, what all white people look alike? They to have you? enough. Huh. Yeah. I've never seen them in the same place. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, if you white, yeah. you've been at that. Like. <laughs> But uh, he um, he's he's great at action scenes, I guess. Uh-huh. He's horrible at characters. Uh, yeah. he, he, none of these people he's are like, three-dimensional. He's dimensional. like the anti-USA. Yeah. <laughs> characters <laughs> not, not welcome. welcome. That's right. Uh, and, and it's really disappointing, especially the ones that we've been following and wanted a, a satisfying conclusion. 
uh, and we just didn't get that. No. What about you, Tess? What do you think? Um, I would have to go with the corny lines. Yeah, the one-liners. The corny one-liners, like our favorite, um, Charles always wanted to build bridges. Yep. And uh-huh. in chess, the pawns go first. Yeah. And then also... Um, I like when... Uh... <laughs> we work as a good team. We, we... A good offense. Makes a good defense. defense. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Me? Are you kidding me? I think I think they got that from a Head and Shoulders commercial. <laughs> it's like they were like, "How many of these can we fit into this movie?" I yeah, like when uh, Beast and Wolverine are meeting for the first time, and he's like, "I hear you're quite an animal." Oh. Did you think they were flirting with each like, other? Look who's talking. They were all. <laughs> yeah. They were all. Like there was this weird sexual, sexual tension yeah. between the, Wolverine and Beast. The mm. entire movie. I'm into that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. <laughs> Uh, Let the fur fly. <laughs> Road trip movie with them. <laughs> Craniacs, what did this movie do wrong? Uh, I will start. I think it had too much plot for one movie, which we've mm-hmm. kind of touched on. But the thing that's most egregious to me is, I think, a squandering of Fomke Jansen. Mm-hmm. I uh, really like her, and I just hate that what she had to do with this character, what was forced on her. Um, and I feel like she looks kind of miserable while doing it. Oh, so... Um, yeah, I just I, I wish I wish they'd done right by her. Mm-hmm. She looked better in the uh, Hansel and Gretel film where she played a witch. Bro, that movie's so good. It is so good. That that was on TV again. So I showed fun. it to Jenna. She loves it. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, well, you guys have covered most of the stuff I wrote, but the biggest thing I put is it just felt like they were trying to shove ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like there was just there's too That's, much story, too many characters that weren't getting their due. Uh, it just it was and 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 as much as I don't like and I. I'm not advocating for a longer version of this. <laughs> you know, release the director's cut. Well, Ryan, you're in luck. We've got a director's okay. cut. Oh, no. We're watching it right now. <laughs> and I roll it. It was just like, oh, you need. it needed to either be a story about the Dark Phoenix or it needed to be a story about the cure. Mm-hmm. We needed less people. Friday, just, I'm in love. All right, so I'm falling in line basically with Laurel here that the handling of Fomke Jensen is... Horrible. Yep. Uh, the Dark Phoenix storyline is so bad. Sidelining her as an afterthought once Magneto's beaten is just like that's a horrible bit of execution. And then forcing the Logan Gene romance was just like it was vomiting. Not just Logan and Gene, like all of the romantic entanglements yeah. that are just kind of like like shoehorned into this movie are all clumsy mm-hmm. and lazy and gross and are about as graceful as my four-year-old playing with blocks. Like, <laughs> just, we're just going to drop this couple here and sticks. they're going to ice skate and then this one's going to go here. Kiss, exactly, kiss. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Uh, all right, so if we were going to remake X-Men The Last Stand, oh. how would we do that? And I'm warning you, I have recast a lot okay, of people. Well, I, I was afraid Same. that so you guys... Yeah. Well, I was afraid you guys would do that, so I just recast the new characters that are introduced in Last Stand. So uh, I, I, I'll, I I'll read off my old books. Okay, you yeah. 50? I have 15. Oh, not 50. 50. Jesus Christ, 50. it's like it's midnight. Man, so we no. would be here for another hour. Yeah. All right, guys. 21. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With a deck of 51. <laughs> Smoking so cigarettes take, and well, watching just, Captain Kangaroo. Now don't tell me I've nothing to do. Okay, sorry, sorry Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> we were just singing over you. Uh, all right, so whoever's got the most. You've got 21. Laurel, how many did you recast? I, th- I think I have 14. Wow. 13 or 14. Okay. How many do you have, Tess? 10. All right. So Joel, Tess, Laurel, me, Ryan. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, we don't want to ping pong. No, no, no. Too confusing? Bro. bro. <laughs> 
We're just we're just gonna run through the list, we should man. Just do, we should have Ryan do all his characters, and every time we have one, we yeah. should jump in. People are gonna yeah, forget. Let's, like that. let's right. do that. Okay. That's a good oh, idea. Well, that's a good idea. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm way out of like in order of importance. So fine. Okay. Uh, I also have a theme, and my theme is uh, '90s uh, sitcoms. Here we yes. Go. Mm. Here yes. we go. So whatever happened to predict? No, you got to do the Frasier theme song. Oh. Hey, before you get into that, can I ask you guys a question? What the fuck is the theme song to Frasier about? What are those lyrics? salads and scrambled? No, I know what they are. I googled them. You should ask because we have a whole episode dedicated. I thought you said you listened to their show. I didn't listen to that one. What an asshole! We'll figure out which episode it is and let you know. But we talk about the lyrics of the theme song. Good, good, and like what they mean. Because my wife and I were trying to figure that out. We googled them and they make no more sense today that, that's kind of yeah <laughs> all right that's the gist. Well, there you go. cool okay. joel thanks for stopping down for that <laughs> i'll cut the part out. that was fun <laughs> so cut that out jeff um so let's uh <laughs> you're fired he's gonna be you he's the new joel now Look out, <laughs> right, so, so did anybody cast moira mctaggart i did not who <laughs> <laughs> there you go the woman who shows that, up for one scene this hour and a half long movie felt so long that laurel's like what there's another character in this movie uh, Moira McTaggart in my 1998 X-Men is played by Patricia Richardson from Home Improvement. Ooh, um, nice. Anybody do, do uh, was it Dr. Rao, the 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 Indian doctor? In no. The cure? Oh, no. No, no. Okay. Played by Shorey Agadashlu. Yeah, she was also. Be Patricia but... Heaton, uh, Deborah <laughs> Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, my God. <laughs> that actress, by the way, was in a movie called The Stoning of Soraya M., I think I've told you about that movie before. Maybe. Uh, Sounds it's, familiar. It's, I mean, it's not a feel-good movie, but it <laughs> okay. is powerful as hell. If, if you got a couple hours to spare, I would recommend it. All right. I'm sorry, Ryan. Go ahead, please. Did anybody do The President? No. 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 Okay, John Mahoney. There we go. Uh, oh, perfect. Great. There you go. Frazier. Trask. Yeah. Uh, nope. Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> Damn it, Gene. Mr. Winslow. <laughs> Last week, uh, Urkel turned me into a sandwich and almost accidentally ate me. <laughs> He's also a really good Twitter follow, by the way. Oh, really? Reginald Vell Johnson? Right. He was at least like a, a year or so ago. That's, <laughs> did you see the movies that made us that they did Die Hard? He seems so happy to be on, not only in Die Hard, but on the, the, the thing about That's Die Hard. so funny. Oh. Um, okay, uh, anybody do? I, I don't know what his name was in the movie, but he was definitely Leech from the comics. Was it Jimmy? No, I didn't. Do, no, didn't oh. do Jimmy. Okay, he's Taron Noah Smith, which was the uh, the youngest brother from, from Home Improvement. From Improvement. Yes. Yes. Mark, you're of course, right. yes. he was the kid that was supposed to be in the Space Cadets movie that I worked. That on. you were in, yeah. yeah. That was supposed to be his his vehicle. Wow. Uh, Callisto. Oh yeah. No. Nope. Elizabeth Berkeley <laughs> from, <laughs> from uh, Save by the Bell. The Bell. He's okay, he's got to be getting close to someone else that we've cast. That's great. Angel? God, yes. Angel. Here we go. Yes. Here we go. Okay, my angel was Mark Paul Gosselin. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. He looks Zach like Morris. him. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. So did who else? Did Laurel, you got it? Yeah, I did, I did Ben Platt. I know that name. Yeah. If he was in Dear Evan Hansen, he was in yes. Pitch Perfect. Yes, he's yeah. great. Uh-huh. Oh, I like that. All right, who do you have? I went with Joel Keery. Joel Keery? Joe Keery. Joe Keery from, from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things yeah. yeah, Steve Harrington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with another uh, Joe. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <gasps> Joe Golev? Joe Golev. He's on my list elsewhere. Joe Golev. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Mine, too. We have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tess. Tess doesn't have it. No, no, no angel. Okay. No. All right. He's no angel. Ryan, back to you. <laughs> 
Okay, has anyone done... Let me see who's low on my list. Let's do Colossus. Anybody yes. do Colossus? Yes, sir. Okay, Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. Oh, I love it. You know what? He seems to care just as much as the filmmakers did about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What Did you do Colossus? No, I did not know. Did you? Uh, I went with Oscar Isaac. Oh. I have a bit oh. of a theme going on. I'm, oh. I'm waiting to see if anybody can, can figure that out. Interesting. All right. Oscar Isaac is Colossus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what was that? Let's. You want to do? Let's do. Let's do Mystique. Okay. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I did Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Did you do that, Laurel? I did. Um, I have. I have a tie. If I could combine these two people, I have Beyonce. Yeah. But I am worried about her acting ability. So also you Anne Hathaway. Be. Wait. Mm, can it I be like Beyonce with mm. Anne Hathaway's voice? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, like oh, we can like combine that. these two people, that would be great. <laughs> I like that. I like that. What about you? I went with uh, Sorsha Ronan. Oh, mm. little women. Sorcerer. Also on my list elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> so originally, mm. when I thought about this, I was like, you know what? You know who'd be perfect for this? Jennifer Lawrence. Uh-huh. Then I remember <laughs> she, she actually was Mystique in a later one. <laughs> so I had to stop. But you came and, from it from like an honest place. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh my god, she'd be perfect for this. But you were correct. I went with Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is good. Yeah. I like Ooh. I like thinking of a snarky mystique. Yeah. That's that, that would be the Aubrey mm-hmm. Plaza mystique. I went with Daisy Ridley. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really good. Well, yeah. yeah. Hmm, I wonder. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Kitty Pride. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. her. Uh, I did Jody Sweeten, Stephanie Tanner from Full House. <laughs> I keep forgetting this theme, and then we come back to it, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I did uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Every little step oh, nice. I take. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Laurel. We, we, we missed you. Oh, no. No, you're, you're good. I was saying that was a nice choice. Um, I picked Maisie Williams from Ooh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Arya and the New Mutants. Yeah. I left her alone. Oh, you didn't do Kitty Pride. Yeah, Uh, I went with uh, actress Catherine Langford. I love her. I know you do. Thirteen Reasons. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And uh, Knives Out. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Avengers. The the cut. The cut. cut, Yeah. The cut scene. All right. Who's next, Uh, Ryan? I found another one that I bet no one else has, and that's Warren Worthington the second. You were correct. Angel's dad. Yeah. 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 No. I did Ted Danson. Of course. (laughs) Oh, but like as he is now from Good Place. Yes, I kind of went with that. I like that. Uh, let me see. Okay, let's do Iceman. I have Iceman and Pyro. Mm. I'll do them together. I did Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Zachary Ty Bryan. <laughs> oh my the god! Older brothers, <laughs> two from kids from Home, Home Improvement. Oh, that's which is which? Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is Iceman and Zachary Ty Bryan is Pyro. Oh, interesting. You know what? That's more of a jerk. It's the way I do it. I would do. Yeah. That he is one. the jerk, but I think physically they they look like uh, the other characters. Probably not now. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Zachary Ty Bryan is probably very doughy. <laughs> That's I, I, I think I think that's true. Good yeah. point. Um, uh-huh. I did for Iceman. I did Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and for Ooh. Pyro, I did uh, Taylor Kitsch from Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, he has that broodingness about him. He was. He was I like. Gambit. I like that Laurel gets to use other <clears throat> X Men that have been used later in the series because yeah. she didn't watch any of the other. Movies. <laughs> she cast. She cast Gambit. That's great. Yeah. All right, Joel. No, I don't have that. You didn't do those. Mm-mm. Okay. I Test. went with the Franco brothers. <laughs> oh. That's pretty good. Oh. <laughs> that's not bad. Uh, all right. So my Pyro, played by Paul Dano. Oh, that's good. Ooh. And my Iceman, played by uh, Aaron Paul. From uh, uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. That's oh. amazing. Yeah. Pikmin. Okay. okay. Uh, Cyclops. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I have Matthew Perry from Friends. <laughs> Jesus. That's a great one. Oh my god. <laughs> Could I be any more of a mutant? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh I picked uh, Noah Centineo, the early 20s heartthrob now from, she's just making uh, up words well, a, some netflix movies fame and he was in the new charlie's angels movie oh mm. we're all gonna google that <laughs> like, yeah. they, they made another all the boys angels. i loved before which is a fantastic <clears throat> movie so mm. all right did you do scott you did not tess i went with bill Hader for cyclops <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah wow yeah. that's great <laughs> all right so i uh, oh, i went with God. i went with adam driver as my scott oh that's good oh did anybody do Rogue? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. I did Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys do Rogue? No. Yeah. Laurel? I, I, I did. Uh, the, I have Daisy Ridley or Ooh. Sir Sharonan. Oh, hey. There we go. I went with Emma Stone. Yeah. Emma Stone's a good pick, man. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a great Absolutely. one. Absolutely. I, uh, I went with another actress from Knives Out, Anna de Armas. Ooh, she's Ooh, great. Have you yeah. seen Knives Out yet? I have not. Hmm. <sighs> Oh man, yeah. it's, it's great! Isn't it fun? <laughs> yeah, I, I need to check it uh, out. Ryan and I saw it together with Tara and one of my friends. It was a good time. Oh, Craniac's outing, man! Next, day, you guys got to do like public Craniac's outings. Like, just post it. Like, hey, you guys <laughs> want to come see a movie with us? Boom! And like, like just all hang out. I don't know how many actual listeners we have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's enough. Either it's going to be just one dude being like, hey, I just I found you guys on Twitter. I'm be like, okay. Or it'll be my parents showing up and be like, we yeah. want to see that movie too. Like, yeah. I saw pictures Mom. of Ryan. I thought he was real pretty. I want to see a movie with him. <laughs> Joe, why are you hiding? Like, like, hey, what's going on? Guys, we did a live show once, like five years ago. Oh, yeah. And we were like, nobody's going to come to this. And we had a pretty good outing. Like, it was, it was, yeah, pretty it good was all of our friends. It was all of our families. friends. Yeah. yeah, but it was, it was so don't cut yourself short. That's don't right. sell yourself we short. We would be rather. there. Uh, yeah. We, Don't well, I mean, they're in... you're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> just, um, just okay, come and for see Beast, guys. I have John Goodman. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Laurel? Uh, I have Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, that's, a good that's amazing. Oh. We should all just stop right now because that's it. <laughs> that is it. I was really proud of that one. That's yeah, a good you one. should be. Uh, well, I'm getting kind of clever here. I'm going to go Hugh yeah, Jackman yeah. for The Beast. That's not clever. That's that stupid. That is clever. That's lazy. Hugh Jackman is you old just enough watched now. the movie he that he was play in. The beast. He was old enough to be Beast then. But he, mm-hmm. Yeah, makeup. He's it's called makeup, little, Joel. Okay, it it's is called makeup. He's timeless. They could have aged him. Have you seen The Irishman? Just the reverse Irishman. You don't want to use... Move. Yeah, you don't want to use that <laughs> yeah. term in the wrong company because they might think you're talking about something else. I mean, his is better than mine, I guess. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Ooh. As the beast. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I um, could see be, it, though. The folksiness. Fu- yeah, it'd be yeah. funny to see him blue. Hey, man. Just, they keep yeah. getting cured. I stay the same mutant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my Hank McCoy uh, would be played by Adrian Brody. What? Yes. Okay. Yeah, what? I'm just saying it's you know what in the comics he's yeah. a little bit he That's got he point. got lean at some point and he was uh, so I'm gonna go with him more like the Wolfman. Yeah. That's right. The Wolfman. <laughs> is he is he the a partner at a law firm? <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm uh, Dave Wolfman and uh, I will be your counsel for today. Uh, all right, who's next, Ryan? Mm. So I have Storm and boy, I cannot say this person's middle name. Uh, Kelly Shanique Williams, who was Laura Winslow on Family Matters. <laughs> oh, the wife. All right. 
No, the daughter. Oh, the daughter. Okay, that makes more sense. The wife. The wife. I don't know. Look, he's all over the place with the ages. You know what, Kyle? I'm going to change that. Yes, yeah, thank you. It is now the wife. There you go. <laughs> Kyle, I can control Kyle. the weather. I don't know why I'm doing I, uh, I did uh, Rashida Jones. You're I fucking kidding. That's exactly who I did. I love her. Nicely. Wow. Did you, mm. did you do Storm? Yeah, I went with Zoe Saldana. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. All right. Can't go wrong there. Well, this one was tough because there are not a whole lot of women of color in Ryan Johnson movies. So I had to go with Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, from I The Last Jedi. I thought you were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like uh, it. Okay, let's do Professor X. Uh, I did Peter Boyle from Everybody Loves the Humans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he guessed young just Frankenstein as Charles Xavier. <laughs> but I don't want him to shave his head fully for Professor X. <laughs> right. He still has there. the Hulk Hogan like yes. thing going on. Gotcha. Uh, I did uh, Ed Harris. Ooh, it's a gravitas. Yeah, it's scary. Steely Ed Harris. That's right. He, he insists on being method dressed down. I have no legs. <laughs> you want to see violence? That's, see that's violence. violence. That, that's violence. I, man, he's so crazy. He is scary. I went with uh, Mark Strong. You know that guy? Yeah, from the Green Lantern. His greatest movie. Oh, he is in that, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Don't stop. Unfortunately. He's in the Kingsman movies. He's great. The Kingsman. Kingsman. Hi, welcome to the law firm of Wolfman, Wolfman and, and Kingsman. Kingsman. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have, Tess? Okay, well, I, I went with the bald actor that I love, even though, honestly, he won't be too great in this role because he's... Morris he, Chestnut. Because he's, <laughs> he's usually up and about, but I went with Jason Statham. Oh, <laughs> but it's something he'd be in a chair. I'm Charles time. Xavier, bitch, <laughs> bitch. I'm gonna roll this chair down to where you are right now. I'm gonna turn it sideways. I'm gonna shove it up your ass. You see? That's right, brother. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I don't have to explain myself, especially to the likes. Of I don't you. have to explain myself. What you doing here, Eric? Eric, I'm here to find Jean. Everybody see her? I thought I'd go down to 405 and take it down to Westchester County. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, my Charles Xavier played by Brian Cranston. Ooh. Oh, that's I actually thought about that, too. Walter yeah, Weiss. Said that. That's right. I love it. All right. That, uh, that leaves, what, two more? Gene Gray. A couple more? Two, uh, Magneto. More? Oh, Magneto. I have uh, James Avery, who played Uncle Phil on The Fresh Prince. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm just waiting for him to get to, like, uh, <laughs> Me too. The anything but love. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis. and uh, what, what, what was it? Mad About You? Ooh, get some yeah. Paul Reiser Paul going Reiser, on this. Helen Hunt. Paul Reiser is Wolverine. Uh, so, so with Magneto, I had, a, I had a similar issue that Tess had in that I was listening to y'all's Bad Boys 2 podcast, and mm. you mentioned Michael Shannon, and I was like, man, I always confuse him to Michael Fassbender. You know who would be great as Magneto is wow. Michael Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. See, Somebody else had that thought, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's and then, uh, yeah, so, um, but if I can't do Michael Fassbender, I would say Bill Nye. He's terrifying oh, as a villain. The science guy. guy? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ryan and I, at the same time. Oh, guys, that's guys, so no. <laughs> what do you have, Joel? Uh, I have a Viggo Mortensen, the oh, king. Return Viggo. of the king. This Viggo. Why am I dripping this <laughs> I went with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, you did. Oh, I love it. My Magneto played by Daniel Craig. Oh, hell yeah. A lot of him, too. Yeah. I, I want to take a step back, though, because Laurel mentioned Michael Shannon, and I don't think any of us recast Juggernaut, and I did Dude. Oh my with God, Michael I Shannon. Juggernaut. No, I got Juggernaut. I, I got did Juggernaut uh, Dave Bautista. 
Oh. That's good. I did Sandor Clegane from the Oh my gosh, from Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. Just, Laurel, did you recast Juggernaut? That's good. I did not. No. Okay. So yeah, that's my Mike, Michael Shannon sitting right there. Uh, Paul Reiser. Our, Paul Reiser. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm uh, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. Juggernaut bitch. Wait, who? Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. That's change it to Matt LeBlanc. All right. Um All right, so the last two I have, so I have Gene uh-huh. Uh, played by Perry Gilpin because of I. Course. Oh, there you go. <laughs> of course. I knew that was coming. Beautiful. And her hair. Because I think she I just, yeah, because of her hair. Yeah, Roz. <laughs> I, uh, I did Michelle Dockery from Downton Abbey. Oh, nice. Ooh. That's a good one. I went with uh, Isla Fisher. Or Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher is where the dinosaurs are. That's right. Isla, <laughs> Isla, Isla Nublar. Oh, whoops. Right, the, right, right. the uh, island of five deaths. That's what he says. No. I went with Elizabeth Olsen. Oh. Yes. Oh. Speaking of one of hair. I was really hoping you were about to say Elizabeth Shue. I'd have been like, I fucking love you. Uh, all right. So Jean Grey, my Jean Grey, played by Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Wait. Looper. Ryan. Brian Johnson, Luke, oh, Emily fuck, Blunt. I forgot. He, yes, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have oh, been Bruce Willis. Do you want me to go with Bruce Willis? But no, I don't, I don't Bruce know. Willis is. So Jean I guess Gray. Ryan Johnson is your director. Yeah, that's why I said. There like, you go. I said oh, that like I four minutes ago. I'm gonna go. Uh, Christopher Nolan is my director. I feel like. Wait, we could did take we, on another. We, we have a recast Wolverine yet. Oh, we got Wolverine yeah. to do. Oh, because I already done him from before. All right. <laughs> so, so my Wolverine, of course, is uh, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, kind of moving him over into that position. See, oh, see, I did God. you, Jackman. <laughs> yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. I see what happened there. Mm-hmm. See what happened with you guys, Laura. What do you have? Uh, Matthew Reese of the Americans. That's good. I'd, man. Lo- I'd love to see him get ripped and mm-hmm. talk with his Welsh accent. There you go, mm-hmm. uh, Tess. I went with Gerard Butler. Oh, that's good. Three hundred again. You started a name, and I wanted it to go one place <laughs> with <laughs> Depardieu. <laughs> Gerard Depardieu as Wolverine. <laughs> My God, man. I've been like, you know, th- he is not a coward. This is a no. brave soul. Uh, my Wolverine, I mean, we're talking about Ryan Johnson movies. Chris Evans would be my Wolverine in this movie. That's exactly who I went with, too. Yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Wait, we got to do a he double do dragon it. style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, you guys, do you have directors? No. I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't know a 90s TV director <laughs> off the top go. of my head. My gosh. I, I don't either, but I'm going to piggyback off of the Christopher Nolan suggestion because he can kind of do no wrong in right? my book. So. There you go. Tess, nothing? No. no. Not like <laughs> the late John Singleton? or No. Um, no. <laughs> don't force me into a director's corner. James Wan? <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> James Wan in there? No? M. Night Shyamalan? George, oh, George Miller? Mad Max's George Miller? Oh, that would be great. That would be a good one. Uh, guys, if you have any thoughts on how you would recast X-Men The Last Stand or just thoughts of the movies in general, uh, go ahead and let us know. Go to facebook.com slash editingbay or and on the Facebook uh, little search bar thing, type the editing bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie. Or if you've got ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can also put your suggestions there. We've also got a website, right, Joe? We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. Please go there and bookmark it. Anytime you need to find out anything about this little podcast, you're going to find it right there on editingbay.com. We've got links to our uh, social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle, of course. Follow us on Twitter at, is it at the editing At the editing bay. We've only been doing this for six years. (laughs) On Twitter. It's cool, man. There's so many different variations of it between. It's almost like a multiverse. The podcast, then there's like a, 
editing bay podcast gmail that we have there's, uh-huh. there's a very, very a lot of variations but the only one you need to know what's your point walter do you guys editing still have bay. george's goiter we do yeah follow yes. us on twitter george's, uh, we still george's have george's goiter. goiter we also have uh madeline con la madeline la, Ma- con. la madeline con <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> but they're all going to point back to uh at the editing bay please follow us there uh, and also, if you want to subscribe on Patreon, throw a few dollars that way. You can subscribe that way and get all the uh, all the episodes. Uh, Patreon.com slash Editing Bay. Why did you just Don Knotts that? As much as like Mr. Furley. Well, if you want to subscribe. Marty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, editing Bay. All that and more on EditingBay.com. Guys, leave us a rating and review, please. Five-star rating would be fantastic. And then leave a review. Let us know what you like about the show. Even if you have criticism, that's cool. Put it down what you think we could be doing better. Just make it five-star criticism. And, and you'll be good. You know what? If I, I'm going to do this Craniac style. If you guys are thinking about leaving less than five stars, you know what? I'm going to do this Craniac style because mm. they have this thing that they do every episode. If you're thinking about leaving less than five stars on your review, stop, collaborate, and listen <laughs> to a suggestion that Laurel has for something you could be doing with your time. Mm-hmm. So, folks, if you haven't been watching Cheer on Netflix, you've been living under a rock <laughs> It is a documentary, six-episode documentary, about a competitive cheerleading squad at Navarro College in Corsicana, Texas, known for fruitcake. And <laughs> it is gripping. It is riveting. It You cry. You laugh. You cringe. You realize that none of us could ever be cheerleaders because we are not that athletic. Um, and you find yourself following all of the cheerleaders on Instagram. So just take my word for it. Too many people have said they've started it to watch one episode and they end up staying up till 1 or 2 a.m. to finish it. So uh, just do yourself a favor. Have something to talk about at the water cooler. Cheer on Netflix. Awesome. I have heard great things about that. You know, I almost made you guys rate this movie like you do the Frasier episodes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do it. Was Uh, it a seven? No. Is it a seven? seven. There's no way this movie is a seven anything. You don't think so? No. What are you talking about? All of our reviews add up to seven. (laughs) Yeah. I would be shocked. <laughs> That's a good point. All right, uh, guys, check out the Craniacs podcast. There, uh, the, you guys, you guys, kind of sometimes weekly. Like, what is what would you say that you update? We're kind of doing bi-weekly. Okay. It's kind of whenever we have time to do it. The goal is weekly, but uh, we have we have lives and jobs. Yes. And, well, the same happens yeah. here. Right? <laughs> exactly. Where are you right now in, in the Frasier chronology? Season five, at the beginning of season five, yeah, I think we... about six or seven episodes in. Yeah, okay. exactly. If you were going to tell someone who's never watched Frasier before an episode, like a good jump-in episode, Ooh. what would be the perfect one to do? I'm gonna let Ryan take this because he says this a lot when he's when we're after we watch an episode. This would be a good one that somebody could just watch. Uh, I think the I think the, the the them getting the restaurant one was a good one. Okay, yeah, the Happy Brothers. That okay. that's in season two, I think. Okay. I feel like if I pulled up the episodes, I could find one, but that's the first one that jumps off the top of my head because it's got the kind of uh, theater farce flair of them running in between two rooms and Ooh. being like panicked oh, in one fun. room and then coming together, which is always one of the things I like the most about it. Mm. Um, you know, it gives you kind of a sense of all the characters and I, that one's a good one. Was it Ooh. called the two brothers? I, I, that or called call the happy brothers maybe. Cause that was what that the might be. Cause that was, was the, yeah, that was the French name for their restaurant. <laughs> also, I believe in season one or two, you loved the matchmaker when That's two, yeah, when Frazier's uh, the they, station manager thinks Frazier's asked him out on a date. Yes. 
Okay. That one's also So, good. guys, check out those episodes and then check in with the Craniacs. You know what? Start from the beginning. That's what I did. I, got, I started from the beginning. I watched maybe two episodes of Frasier and then stopped watching the show and then just <laughs> listened to them talk about it. And I was like, all right, I'm getting everything I need. I feel like this is far more entertaining. Their podcast is great. It's uh, um, a little bit easier to digest than ours because yes. they never go like an hour and a half like we do we'll talk over each other <laughs> you don't have to play it a, a double time that was a concerted time. effort very on where we were like we could do this for three hours just, <laughs> because I'd say like I said about 50% Frasier and 50% uh, Harry Potter the yes. Royals uh, <laughs> Laurel getting bored whenever I bring up wrestling yes uh, oh we I, have that in common yeah we do <laughs> yes we do I feel your pain Joel <laughs> how about that Royal Rumble Ryan oh my Oh, well, so let me throw in one quick story. We went, uh, we went out for. We talk about this in our podcast, but we went out for my wife's birthday. My wife, there, my wife, and, <laughs> my wife, and uh, she. One of one of my friends who was there talks wrestling, and me and him started talking about you know what was going on with AEW and whatever. And all of a sudden, I look over at Laurel, and she's doing the face she does on the podcast. Like in real time, just staring off <laughs> at nothing, and like all of the the the, it's, it's like it looked like uh, in uh, if you ever watched the Stand miniseries with Tom Cullen, where he's like oh, yeah. he just kind of stares <laughs> off into nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, ah, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, I feel like I go through that here as well. <laughs> so, can you believe they gave Charlotte the championship run? Like they gave her the choice because we never want... see Charlotte. Dude, get out of here with this. You, I want both of them. Get I got them out both of in here. The draw. Not, not, I didn't go, oh, it's going to be Charlotte and Drew. Oh, no. Oh, you got the numbers. numbers. You drew numbers. Well, okay. That's still. That's... So we're talking about Princess Charlotte, Royal Rumble, Princess Charlotte. That's right. Princess Charlotte. Prince William and Kate's daughter. Laurel, what do you think about <laughs> Megxit? Can we talk about Megxit? Oh, they did a whole oh, episode on it, man. Yeah. In, in our most recent episode, yes. I, I, go, I go deep into it. I am here for it. The royal family is antiquated, and it's about time they got a taste mm-hmm. of their own medicine. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, guys, check out the Craniacs podcast. Uh, you, can, you can get it, what, on Stitcher, Spotify, your, your Apple podcast, stuff like that. Uh, check them out and, uh, and and give them some love. Leave them reviews and ratings as well. I will. Because they are part of the family. They're mm-hmm. part of the fo- Me familia. It's like the Olive Garden of podcasts. Yeah, when you're here, you're a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are we going to do next week? And this is Tess's pick now. Oh, finally, Tess. You're, you're picking. Look at you. You're it's all your, grown It's your up. virgin pick. Mm-hmm. It is my virgin pick. Well, I had one pick already picked out, but... With what happened on Sunday, I know with the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, Joe had the great idea that we changed that pick. <laughs> you know, you could have played this up <laughs> like it was your idea, but no, no, it's okay uh, because it was a great idea actually, and a great, actually, and a great, and a great, you know, you a whole lot of good ideas. That you was know? actually good. That was, good. I mean, you say a lot of stuff <laughs> all the time. <laughs> But he had the idea to watch another film that I've never seen, but I've always wanted to see, and mm-hmm. that is Daddy's Home with Will wait, Ferrell. Wait, you've always wanted to see this? Yeah, I mean, I love Will Ferrell, and I love, right, and I also love Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. That's my guy. Yeah. So Kobe Bryant uh, has a moment in the film. Oh. We tried to try to look up Kobe Bryant movies. Yeah. Is, is he playing himself? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, next week, gonna be uh, gonna be watching Daddy's Home. Uh, I think that's on Amazon. Uh, you can watch that on Amazon Prime. Uh, other than that, I, I don't know what else it's on because, you know, I acquire my movies illegally. <laughs> Cut that part out, and then, and, and then distribute them here at Joel's house. No! Off- 
the opinions of one Joe Cucinati do not reflect the opinions of the other. <laughs> Except when it does. Uh, all right, yeah, so next week we'll be watching Daddy's Home, a little mm-hmm. tribute to Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, anybody else have anything else to plug? Craniacs, do you mm. guys have anything else you want to plug? Anything that you want to talk about real quick? No. Okay. Register to vote. Register yes. to vote. Oh my God. Yes. How you did go. you know I just did that tonight? <laughs> get it done. We'll get, we got like a month here in Texas, right? Yeah. It's like March 3rd or 4th or That's something. Right. No, you have until Monday. You have to register by Monday. <laughs> oh, right. But the voting takes place in March. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> I didn't know this. This is, I'm, good. This I'm is informative. I know, right? Joel's just going to show up and be like, I'm here hey, to vote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How do I vote? I vote for not Trump. <laughs> Does that count? Uh, that counts, right? Um, all right, guys. Uh, the the uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest opening Garland Civic Theater next month, February 20th. Oh, can't wait. Uh, it's a two-week run. Um, oh, that's short. Yeah, yeah. It's just eight shows. Damn. Because it was kind of done as an add-in for the season, and it's a role I've always wanted to play. Somehow they fucking cast me for this. I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's like nothing I've ever played before. Usually I do comedy, and this is this is nice. This is a stretch. Uh, I'm working with a fantastic cast on this. Awesome. Uh, and uh, just just excited to share this thing. So check that out. Uh, what a plug id invaded. Again, the anime that I'm voicing right now. Uh, you could watch that on the Funimation app. Uh, Tess, you got anything? No. Joel, you got anything? Just no. Just just this podcast. All right, Craniacs, thank you so much. Yay! You guys hey, were fantastic. Us, guys. This was a lot of fun. It was so, so wonderful Likewise. finally getting to talk with you instead of talking at you as I'm listening to the podcast. Through our Facebook. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Tess, good job, man. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Guys, we will check you out next week for Daddy's Home. See you later. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.